Okay, let us begin our discussion of Parshas Kiseitze. Baruch Hashem, we are back. I do apologize for all the emails that I've received that about the Parshas year not being on in the summer. And uh, maybe next summer we'll uh, be able to uh, continue it. We'll see. That's a big bulliner there. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but look, we'll take it shot week by week. But Baruch Hashem, we get to discuss today back to the, mitzvah, the Parsha with the most mitzvahs out of any Parsha. You don't have to look far. In almost every Pasuk, there's another mitzvah, more than 70 mitzvahs in this Parsha. Uh, the most out of any, more than Mishpatin, more than Kedoshim, more than uh, Re'eh. 74 mitzvahs. So let's focus on some of them. And let's start off with a Zohar. I don't know if we've ever quoted a Zohar before, but we'll start off with a Zohar. Zohar says in Parsha Kiseitzah, he gave it to you in source number one. As we know, one of the three little parshios at the beginning of the of the sedra is the um, mitzvah. It is a mitzvah, the mitzvah of Yifas Tohar, mitzvah of uh, a Jew being in battle and just reading a couple of the psukim at the beginning of the parsha. When you go out to war against your enemy, big discussion, which type of war we're talking about here. And Hashem gives you some captives. One of the most enigmatic parshios. We had a shir in it last year, maybe? Discussed it a little bit, that, that, what, the whole dis- what, what it means, what type, of, uh, what type of relationship this is. Is this a type of marriage? Again, that's not for now. But as we know, she comes, the captive lady, uh, comes into the house of the Jew, the Gilchas Rosha, Vazasipraneha, she grows her, her fingernails long, she does, she shaves her head, Vesiris and Lashivya Me'aleha, Vyashiv Bevesacha, she sits in, 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 uh, in the Jew's house, Uvachsa Esavia Vesima Yerach Yamim. And she cries for her parents for a month. She cries for her parents for a month. Some say it means her actual parents, because if she's becoming Jewish, so then she is not going to be related to her parents anymore. Gershon is and Shinobadami. This is another one of the possible sources for that din. Not clear, the Gemara says in a number of places, Gershon is and Shinobadami. A Ger is considered a new person, but it doesn't say anywhere what the source is. So the Chassam Sofer asks what the source is. The Meshachachma has one idea, but here's another idea. She's crying for her parents because she's not going to be related to them anymore. The Ramban says maybe it refers to Avodazara. She's crying for Avodazara that she's not going to worship anymore. After the whole process, then she becomes a uh, a woman and she could stay married uh, to the to the Jew. Yerach Yamim, a month. Says the Zohar, source number one. This month is the month of Elul, which we just started. Debei Salik Moshe Latura, and that's the day, that's the month that Moshe Rabbeinu was, went up to Harsinai. We know for the third time, the Rosh Chodesh Elul, one of the three reasons we blow shofar during the month of Elul, is to remember the third time that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai. Remember, he went up the first time to get the Luchos on Shavuos, right? And 40 days after Shavuos, it was... The Ega, Rahman al-Islam, Shavasa Batamos, is 40 days after Shavuos. Moshe broke the Luchos. He goes back up on the 18th day of Tammuz to get Kapara for Klal Yisrael. 40 days later, he comes down on Erev Rosh Chodesh Elul, the last day of Av, to tell B'nai Yisrael that they received Kapara. Rosh Chodesh Elul, he goes up for a third time, comes down on Yom Kippur 40 days later with the Luchos Shniyos. That's the three sets of 40 times that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Sinai. So, says the Zohar, Dohi Yarchad Elul. This month, by Yafas Tohar, is referring to the month of Elul. The Beisalik Moshe Latura, because this is the month that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain. Nimibai Rachmin Kamei Kutshev Richu. 
another person who Baruch Hashem has a better walk this year, begin the Yishtevek Yisrael al Chova de Egla. He went out to get Rachmanus because of the because of the Egel. So the Yavis Kasha is Maha Kesher. What is the connection between Yafas Toar and the month of Elul? If we had to pick mitzvahs that we would focus on during this month, Yafas Toar will probably not be one of the greatest mitzvahs that show the grandeur of a Jew. As we did, we're going to talk about soon, right? This mitzvah is the Dibra Torah, a Jew can't control himself, so Hashem says, okay, fine, I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. That, that's, that's the month of Elul. That's, that's the mitzvah that the Zohar has to link to the month of Elul. So a month, a month, a month. They're both a month. So what exactly is the connection? So many years ago, I heard, and then I saw it in his Sefer, sort of a has a pshat in the Zohar. I he's quoting anyone, but um, I gave it to you in Surah 72 in one of his Parsha Svarim. Says my friend, the, the word for month in the Torah is an unusual word, Yerach Yamim. It's a much more common word that we know for a month. That's Chodesh. Chodesh. That's why Yerach Yamim. It's very unusual to use that word. Why Yerach? Okay, it means the, it means the moon. But uh, what, why is that word used? He said if, you, if we're familiar with halachic documents, there is another unique place where the word Yerach is used. And that is the difference between a get and a ksuba. A get, Rahman al-Islan, and a ksuba. The ksuba, right, you say, b'chodesh, whatever, v'esum l'chodesh, right, we read the ksuba, the minig of Rashi, under the chuppah, to separate between the Eresun and the Nisuin, right, we say chodesh, and a ksuba says chodesh, to mean a month. But in a get, Rahman al-Islan, it says yerach. That's what it refers to, how you write a month. Why? What's the difference between a yerach and a chodesh? What's the difference? It says Rabbi Franz, in the, in the source number two, the date of the Ksuba refers to a month as Chodesh, whereas the date of the Get refers to it as Yerach. The word Chodesh is related to the word Chadash, new. It views the month from the perspective of renewal. It is the time of a new marriage, the beginning of a marital relationship. Chodesh, we spoke about in the past how Rosh Chodesh symbolizes renewal. We spoke about how months ago, how the, the, the months Rosh Chodesh was given to the women because they had the proper perspective from the ego. They didn't give, participate in the ego. They had optimism. They said Moshe Rabbeinu was coming back. So they were, they, were, they, were, they were into it. So Chodesh and Chodesh, it's connected. That's positive. That's optimistic. That's, that's looking forward. Masha'en came when it comes to in a get, Yerach is used reflecting the end of a month, reflecting... It's finished. There's no more. The moon disappears. But the get views the month from the perspective of closure, the marital relationship coming to an end. Therefore, it uses the word yerach. It's closure. It's time for cheshben and nefesh. It's time to think, where have I come from? And based on the past, maybe I can now build a different future. That's what happens with the get. Says it by friends. Getting back to the Zohar. The Zohar says, yerach yamim. What was Yerach by Yafas Tohar? Because what is Yafas Tohar? You have this woman sitting there. She's, her whole life is changing. She has to give up everything. We spoke about it. She's giving up her family. She's giving up her religion. She's giving up everything. It's a time of Yerach. It's a time of Cheshman and Nefesh. It's a time of what has my life been up till now and, and where am I going? But it's a time to focus on the past first and foremost because it's an end. That's what Yerach by Ged is. That's what Yerach by Yafas Tohar is. And, coming full circle, that's what El is about. El, as we know, is the final month of the year. It's the final month of Tavshin Samach Tes, Hashem, in a couple of weeks, Tavshin Ayin Habalin Latova. Tavshin Samach Tes, the last month every year, is Yerach Yamim. It's a time of Cheshman and Nefesh. 
Kisetse is usually the first or second Shabbos in Elul, depending on Nisav and Vayelech. But this is the message that the Zohar is telling us. It's a time that we have to think about, to check our balance sheets. You know, we always, whenever we have to come close to a, to a no, the, the end, I remember, I remember last year on December 31st, I remember meeting somebody walking out of shul and he had like four stucca checks in his, in his hand. He's like, oh, I got to get him in the last day. got to get him under. I got to get, because the year, because you, you focus. You focus on, on, on the closure of the year. You want to make sure it's, it's complete. You want to make sure it's everything that you've done in the year, even the last few minutes. You want to you get it in. You want to make sure everything, the checks and the balances. That's what L is about. We can't be any less focused on our spiritual future than we are on our sp- financial future. And that means we have to focus, just like the Yifas Toar, just like Rahman al-Islam get in a negative way, but when it comes to Elul, as the Fran writes, the role of the month of Elul is to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the New Year. It is a time for contemplation, for reflection, for taking stock, for repentance, a time to look back and ask ourselves, where did we go wrong? Where did the year go? How did we let it get away from us? Etc. And to think back what we had planned to do and what was done. As I mentioned probably every year. Maybe I won't mention it this year because I'll mention it now. Right, the Vart from the Satma Rebbe. On the um, Satma Rebbe says that the Pasuk in Sefer Dvarim says, was always looking at Eretz Yisrael from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So the Satma Rebbe says, the Pasuk interestingly says, from the beginning of the year until the end of year. So make it parallel. Hashana, 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 Hashana. He says this on Rabbi No. He says every year, the beginning of the year, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. This is going to be the year. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have this Seder of learning. I'm going to focus on my Shalom bias. I'm going to focus on my brachas. I'm going to focus on my kaas. I'm going to focus on everything. It's going to be Hashanah, Meirachas Hashanah. And sometimes in Elul, we look back and we say, it was just Shana. It wasn't Hashanah. It was just Shana. So he says, that's my righteous Hashanah Hashanah. When's the Mashiach going to come? When's the Gula going to come? Henga alti eschem achris kareshis. When the achris is like the racious, when we can look at the achris and say, oh, it was Hashanah on a personal level and on a national level, so then it's going to be the year. So that's what Elul's about. Elul's Yerach Yamim, that's the Zohar. Uvach Zaviyavesima. With the more, we have to cry. We have to cry. What happened this year? Focus on the positives and give ourselves a little shkayach and say, I want to do more of that. But also, um, use it to motivate ourselves to do, to do even better. And lest we say that it is beyond our control. It's so hard. So many things. You know, it's, it's hard. We know we're going to sin again. We know we're going to get dirty again. It's like the child who goes to the bath, I'm all muddy. I'm going to get muddy again tomorrow. Take a bath for it. So what do we need? We know it's good. we're going to sin again. It's in our control. It's in our control and we learn that it's in our control and we can do it from the Chazal that I alluded to before. It's an insightful comment from Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky in the source number three where first he quotes the Chazal, the Rashi quotes, We know Yifas Tohar. The Torah knows that the man is not going to be able to control himself. So... He, the Torah gives the allowance. The Torah says, you know what? She's mutter. She's mutter. This is the only place in all of Chazal where we find such a comment. The Hashem doesn't think you can do it. So he says, okay. What's, my, what's that mashma? That in every other area in our lives, Hashem has confidence in us. In every other area, 
situation. Hashem doesn't feel the need that He has to give us an allowance. We can do it here specifically on the battlefield. Here's the only place. Mashba everywhere else we could do it. Says Rabbi Cheskel Abramski, line four. Mikan Cheskel Abramski, who's buried on Haram Nuchos. Yesh lano ha'ara nefua and ma'od hasotemes pi hadovim hevrel. There's a great ha'ara that closes the mouth of those who speak nonsense. V'yomrim ki yesh kufos o matzavim shabahem yesh lekayim es mitzvah Torah. There are some times that it's impossible to keep the Torah. How can you keep it in our day and age? How can you keep the Torah when you have the internet and you have this? It's impossible. How could I, how could I not, you know, it's impossible, this is what I have to do. There are people that say that. Dinyifas toar ba v'tofeach al p'neim. The dinyifas toar comes, it slaps them on the face. Why? Because Hashem says, here I understand that you can't, you can't help yourself. So I'm giving you a heter here. Everywhere else there is no heter. Because you could do it. When Hashem sees that something difficult, He says, He's matir. Rav Salvechik once wrote that if he had written the Animamans, the Rambam wrote the Animamans, if he, he, the Rambam wrote not just one line Animamans, he wrote a whole paragraph each Animamans. Rav Salvechik said if he would have written the Animamans, he would have wrote a 14th Animamans. Animamans b'amun shalema, that the Torah is viable and could be kept in any generation, in any situation, in any society. That's the 14th Animamans. And that's what the Fast Torah teaches us. This is the only one. But everything else is in our power. To have an Elul of Cheshben HaNefesh, to have an Elul where we look back on the year and think how we could build on our successes. So that's within our power. That's the power of Yifas Torah. Okay. Moving right along. Oh, just one other how he, he notes, just uh, to end off in, so, in line source four on the top of the page, he says, maybe this is even alluded to in a passage we say every morning. We say in the Halalukas, Hanosein Shelek Katsamer. Hashem gives snow like wool. Katsamer. Commensurate with wool. What does that mean? Hanosein Shelek. We ever think about it? So what do we think about when we say it? Either we don't think about what it means. We just say it. Or we say, oh, it's why I like wool. It's why I like wool. He says, no, a little deeper. Hanosein Shelek Katsamer. Kodesh Baruch Hu only makes it snow enough that people have enough wool to cover themselves and they don't get cold. He's not going to get more snow than that. Hanosin Shelek, only Katsamer. Only Katsamer, not more than that. If people don't have the Tzamer, then he's not going to give the Shelek. So Kodesh Baruch Hu knows what we can handle and he knows our situations. Kork, Efe, Fazir, etc. Okay, moving right along. We can't not have a Grah the first week, so here's another Vilna Gon. Vilna Gon. What's amazing about this Vilna Gon is that the Nitziv says, if you say that the Vilna Gon said this, you're a Shakran. He for sure did not say it. If anybody who says the Vilna Gon, even the Hemic Dover, he doesn't even quote it, the Nitziv. And Nitziv just said, I, I didn't give it, he quotes it in the footnotes, I gave it to you in source number six. But you look at the Hemic Dover on the Parsha that we're about to say, he says, people said something B'Shem the Grah about this Parsha, and I think it's Shekhar V'chazov. That's what the Nitziv He didn't even feel the need to quote it. It's an amazing thought, but it, mi- it might be against Halacha. That's why the Nitziv is so, so against it. So what is it? Let's read a few Pesukim. Let's read a few Pesukim again in the Parsha. There's uh, another one or two Chumashim here if anybody, uh, anybody needs. Go over there. Perek Chaf Aleph Pasuk Tezvav. Chaf Aleph Tezvav. The Parsha of Yerusha. Kisiyah Le'ishtein Hashem Ha'achas Ahuva Ha'achas Nua. person has two wives. A beloved one and a hated one. V'yodu Lobanim. And he has children for both wives. Ha'ahuva Ha'achas Nua. Right, the loved, the beloved, and the hated. 
Lo and behold, the Bechar came from the hated wife. How did he marry her? But when did she become Snua? We'll see. So the, the Bechar is the Snuah. And the day that he is Manchilah's children, meaning when he's giving out the Yerusha, he can't choose the beloved one's son because he's not the firstborn. So you can't give him a better part of the Yerusha. No, the Bechar, the son of the hated wife, Yakir, to give him a double portion. Because he's the first seed, he's the firstborn, he's the one that gets the Bechar. That's the Parsha. There's the Gra, there are many, many questions that come up from this Parsha. You look in this middle of source 5, number 1, Betchila line, on line 10, Betchila Namar Vyodulo Banim Ha'ovavahasnuah. First it says, where the beginning of the Pasuk Tezvav said, they had children. The Ahuva and the Snua had children. Mashbah that who had children first? Mashbah Shah Ahuva, Yalda Rishona. It says, who had children? Ahuva and the Snua. The next Pasuk says that the Snua had the Bechor. So why did the previous Pasuk say that the Ahuva and the Snua had? It should say the Snua and the Ahuva had. So why does the Pasuk change? Number one. Number two, second question, line 12. What does the Torah say? She cannot give the Bechor, the firstborn rights, to the second son. Why would we have thought she could? We know there were firstborn rights. What's the Havamina that the father could give the firstborn rights to a child who's not the Bechor? What's he thinking? Number two. Right? You never find this by any other mitzvah that the Torah says, don't think you could go against the Torah. Question three. Oz Gimel. Madua kara osa snua vaksivo sisna zachicha what the Torah is talking about? A, a Russia who hates who hates one of his wives? What does it call a snua and a huva? Third question. And finally, he says, "What is the washing of kihu reishis onov?" This is the begin. This is the first of his strength, the bechor, the first of his seed, and therefore he's the firstborn. What exactly? What exactly is happening here? Once you see these questions, you're like, "What's going on in this parsha?" So now let's go back to the beginning of the thought, beginning of source five. Ma'isa shahayibimei graza. There was a story in Vilna. It was a story that happened in Vilna. Ish echad lakach isha. There was a man that had a wife. There was a couple that got married. Rachman al-Sana didn't work out. They got divorced a couple weeks after the marriage. That's what happened in Vilna. Vayikach takev isha acheres. A few weeks later, the man took another wife. Right, he divorced his wife. A couple weeks later, he did not wait the prescribed time by Chazal. Right, three months of Havchana. The Goran Yavamas tells us he's got to wait three months. Make did. He didn't. He didn't. Divorced his wife and a couple weeks later he took another wife. And then, seven months later, What happens? After that, the wife that he's married to now has a son. Right? Born after seven months of marriage. Born after the seventh month. A week later, his first wife that he had divorced had a baby. Both had baby boys. Nine months, nine months after he had been married to her. So remember, let's let's take uh, Rachel and Leah. Take names. He had been married to Rachel. He divorced Rachel. Two weeks later, he marries Leah. Seven months after he marries Leah, he has a baby. Leah has a baby, and then a little while after that, Rachel has a baby. Who's the firstborn? Who gets a double portion? There's a machlokas between the divorced woman and the divorcee, the divorce, the man. 
Right? Who's going to get? So the first, the, the husband says, I want my son. My son now. The one who is my new wife. He was born first. But what does the other woman say? You were married to me first. You made the right conception happen with me first. Right? I got you firstborn. So they came to the Grah. What does the Grah say? Mefurish Pasuk and Chumash. That's why you need the Grah. Mefurish Pasuk and Chumash. We would, we would say, I don't know, look in the post game. What does it go by? It says the Gra, don't look beyond Torah Shebech Skip down now. After the questions, line 18. Exactly what happened in the story. Why is the woman called a snua? He divorced her. A grusha to b'shem snua. And the one that he married afterwards is called an ahuva. That's the one. That's the Havamina. That's why this guy, this husband wants to give his son of his present wife. Why? Because he says, what do you mean? He was born first. He was born first. He's my Bechar. That's, that's why he says, he has, this, he has a good Svara. So what does the Torah say? No, no, no. No, the son that was born second is the real Bachar. Why? The Torah gives the reason. This was his first seed. Why? Says the Vart, says the Gra. Goes by the pregnancy. Doesn't go by the birth. And the one who was born second really was conceived first and therefore... That's the gra. Why the Nitziv and others are upset about this is that this might be Deloka Hilchasa. Do we really go by conception for for uh, Bechar? Or do we go by birth? Who could bring a Raya? What about Caesarean? Right, that's, that's, that might be different. That's, that's a special din. Right, the Caesarean might not have certain dinim of Bechar. Right, so you're, so you're saying that's a Raya that goes by birth. Exactly. Oh, so you're saying, right, so the riot, the cesarean is a riot that is the birth, and also, oh, Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov and Esav. Right, what do we say about Yaakov and Esav? He said that Yaakov was conceived first. That's what Chazal say, back in Toldos. Yaakov was conceived first, but Esav fought him and got out first. So what what Yaakov have to steal the, the, the Bechar for? It sounds like that Esav had it, then he sold it. It was his Bechorah. Right, so that's why then it's the Nitziv and others say the Gra couldn't have said it. So at, if the Gra said it, is there an answer for Yaakov and Esav? So he says in the footnotes, maybe the Chazal don't mean it was the first drop was Yaakov, the second drop was Esav. Maybe it was, it was one one zera that split. Right, there was different types of twins. Right, so maybe that's what it means. So really, they were both racist Ono. So then you go by Leida if they're both racist Ono. But either way, this is whether the Gra said it or not. This is a fascinating interpretation of the Psukim about about Yerusha. Okay, Viter, let's continue. Says the... I wrote out of order here. Okay, we will... Um, did I put in the Shemana Tov somewhere? Do I have the Shemana Tov? Later on? Oh, I put it later. I'm sorry, it's twelve. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's continue the sheets then. We'll go out of order of my notes, but in order on the sheets. So what's number seven? So once we're talking a little bit about the, the three the three little parshas of the, the three little sections at the beginning of our parsha, which we really could have a separate shear about each one, we spoke a little bit about Yifas Toar, a little bit about Yerusha, and then we have the Ben Sora Remora, Ben Sora Remora, which 
So we know there is at least one opinion in, in the Gemara Sanhedrin which says it never happens, along with two other two other uh, items, Beben Saramora, Ir Hanidachas, a city that's destroyed because they were over Devot and Bayis Hamenuga, Bayis Hamenuga, a house with leprosy. So there is one opinion in the Gemara Sanhedrin which says that those three things never happened. They never happened, they were just in the Torah to teach us, right, uh, to teach us and to, to learn the messages of those parashiyas. Either way, there is a very Yesodos dig, very basic Ramban about Ben Sora Amora, but it is a, is, a, is a Ramban that talks about four people that are discussed in this week's parsha and last week's parsha. Four altogether. Says the Ramban. Or we might even ask the question. The question that is the obvious question. Does he deserve to die? Nidon al Shem Sofo. He's 13 years old. Only between 13 and 13 and a third. That's the and a quarter. Three months. That's it. He eats a lot of meat. He drinks a lot of wine. He steals from his parents. See, he's definitely a child at risk. More than at risk. But uh, he's already off the derech. Right? Or he's going off the derech. Maybe he's not off the derech. Maybe he's heading off the derech. He's heading there. So, Nidon al Shem Sofo. Okay, maybe at a future point we'll talk about Nidon al Shem Sofo versus, versus Yishmael, a Rosh Hashanah topic. But again, one of the major problems is what, what are we doing? So says the Ramban, there are four people in the, these parshios that are not, it's, a, it's difficult to understand, but once we, we, we think about it a little bit, the Ramban describes that society needs these halachas. There are four people that are not punished based on their actions, but they are punished because they, are, they, are, they undermine the fabric of society. Four people mentioned in last week's parsha and this week's parsha. Who are those four people? Let's read it. The Al Haklal, the middle of line five. Ein bo atachet maves. He doesn't really deserve to die. The Al Shem Sofa who need them. Kamoshis Kira Rabuseinu. Right, right. He doesn't deserve to die. Need Shem Sofa. That's why says the Ramban. What does it say at the end of parsha? Ben Sora and three other times. The phrase of Vizetam v'cho Yisrael Yishmu v'yirau. Four times it says, all of Klai Yisrael should hear about this and learn and fear. It doesn't say that after you kill somebody who is Machal Shabbos. So it's Machal Shabbos, everybody should hear about it. You don't need that. It says it four times. Because there are four people that we're about to mention that are not punished based on, for their action. Right, tit for tat. But they're punished to teach Klai Yisrael a lesson because this is undermining society. The educational system is in jeopardy. Again, you have to. You can't. We can't read Ben Sora in a vacuum compared to all the other Chazals and all the other halachas about Chinuch right? You can't take this in a vacuum and say what kind of crazy Chas v'Shalom. But there's an extreme here. But it's to teach us a lesson. This is what the Torah writes by three other people who are punished not for their own actions, but to teach others, Who else? Number two. Who's a Zakin Mamre? Zakin Mamre is one of the Sanhedrin. One of the greatest, one of the 71 greatest rabbis of the generation. And what does he do? He paskins mutter. And he's outvoted. He's outvoted by the Sanhedrin. So it's not mutter, it's Asr. And what does he do? He's so convinced that everybody else is wrong he goes back to his community and says, they all have voted, but I say it's mutter. I think they're all wrong. Follow me. 
That's what a Zakin Mamri does. He's L'shem Shemayim. He says, I think I'm right. I think they're all wrong. They got the halacha wrong. He's one of the greatest rabbis. You know what? He's Chayiv Misa. He's Chayiv Misa. Why? Because if 70 rabbis say that the halacha is Asr and you're outvoted, then you have to say, Bala Daitcha. You have to say, what? You, you can't have a religion like this. You can't have a religion where everybody's doing something different and the greatest rabbis got together and you're outvoted. In the base measures, you can have Eluv 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 Chaim. There's only one Shulchan Aruch. Okay, maybe Sfar the Mashkenazim, but there's one Shulchan Aruch. There's an amazing Ramah. The Ramah wrote, maybe it's, it's, it's the, the Shulchan Aruch, obviously. He, he, he wrote the Shulchan Aruch, but in the Havdamah to the Dark Emosha. Dark Emosha is the commentary of the Ramah on the tour. He writes that when the Shulchan Aruch came out, and he's sitting in Krakow, and he got the Shulchan Aruch from, all the way from Tzvat, he says, you know what? I was in the middle of writing my own Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah writes this. I had the same idea as the Rabbi Yosef Cairo. I was busy writing my own Shulchan Aruch. So I had a choice when I got his Shulchan Aruch in the mail. I could come out with my Shulchan Aruch also, or I could accept his and just add in where the Minog of Ashkenazim are different. The Ramah believed in Achtus. The Ramah did not publish his own Shulchan Aruch. The Anava of the Ramah, but the power of we need one Shulchan Aruch. With glosses on it, but it's one Shulchan Aruch. The Zakin Mamri goes back, right? He says, I'm right. You, you got to give in. You got to give in. You're outvoted. So he also is not punished for what he did, but he's punished for what what danger he is to society. Number three, the chain, the Adam Zomamin. Adam Zomamin, right? Reuven and Shimon say, we saw, so and so, we saw a murder take place. Imanu HaYisem, you were with us. The, the Lechora, illogical halacha, that if the Adam Zomamin are caught before they cause the punishment, then they're punished what they wanted to inflict. But if the punishment was already given, so then what? Then we say forget it. Then we say they get off scot-free. If the Adam come and Reuven already is dead, then we say that, okay, Hargu ain't If they already succeeded in killing the Nidon, they're potter. What kind of Allah is that? So many, many svaras given. It might be Xeris HaKasav, but there are also svaras given. But the Ramban here says, Adam Zomin are undermining the judicial system. They're undermining it. Before, they punish because what they try to do. They're not punished for succeeding. They're punished for trying. Even for trying. Right? That's 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 Chayim Misa. And finally, the last one is V'chein Hizkir B'Mesis. Somebody tries to get somebody else to do Avodah Zara. Right? The bottom line in source number seven. Again, he didn't succeed. But you can't have those kind of people running around. Somebody who's trying to bring somebody away from Hashem? It's not so bad that he's doing it, but he's a Machti? He's a Machti in the worst sense. He's a Mesis? What does the Torah say? Losachma v'loschasa No Rachmanis. Somebody's in Mesis in Bezdin. If somebody from outside says, I, I have a schus for him, you don't listen. You kill him by a Mesis. Right? Because that's the halacha. These four people, Adam Zoman, Ben Sora Zakein Mamre, and... What's the fourth one? Mesis? Right? Those four are Bechol Yisrael Yishmu Yiro. They are all punished not based on their actions but what they symbolize and that the fact that they're undermining the fabric of society. That's a Ramban to remember. Okay, that's last week's parsha. This week's parsha. Any, uh, anytime you have to talk about Choshen Mishpat, it's a good back pocket Ramban to, uh, to have. Okay, we continue now. Continue now on uh, another note with the Chafetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim again, as I mentioned, 74 mitzvahs in the parsha. We've got to pick and choose our, uh, what we're going to talk about. So Chavetz Chaim talks about a mitzvah al derech drash. If you look in Perek Chav Beis Pasig Zayin. Perek Chav Beis Pasig Zayin. 
No, that's Shiluch Hakan. If you look in Perek, where is this Pasuk? I had the wrong one written down. Um, let me uh, just find it for a second. Hakim Takimimo. Dalin. Chav Beis Dalin. Lo Sires Chamar Achicha O Shoron Oflim Baderech. You see the donkey of your friend falling, falling down. He has a big load. It's Alantam You have to disappear. Hakim Takimimo. Right? Imagine, right? We had today, right? You see somebody's lift coming. Right? Baruch Hashem, we had some lifts on the block this uh, today. Right? So, this Pasek, let's say you see the person, right? A donkey walking out of the lift with a big load on the back. Donkey schwitzing. Right? Hakim Takimimo. Help out the donkey. If you have to help out donkeys, you surely have to help out people. Right, Hakim Takim Imo. That's the um, that's the pasuk. What does Rashi say? Imo, Hakim Takim Imo. Rashi says, Im Baalav. Right, with the owner, you have to help him out with him. Aval Im Halak V'Yashavlo. But what if the person is sitting on the bench watching his animal suffer? V'Amarlo, and he says, Hey, your mitzvah, your go help out my animal, please. I'm tired. I'm going to sit here and relax. So then, Ho'el Balach Mitzvah Im Ratis Ladin Taun Pater. You only have to be hucking talking if it's emo. Only if he is doing it himself, then you got to help him out. But if he doesn't do it himself, so then you don't have to do it. Says the Chavetz Chaim al Drush, source number eight. Chavetz Chaim al Torah is only one little volume, but he has five or six thoughts on every parsha that are that are right on the mark. Doesn't need my my haskama, but just to, to let everybody know if they. I just got an email from a Talmud today. It's a Talmud I had last year is in YU this year. He says, which svarim should I get for for Yemim no Rhyme? What kind of Give him a list of 45 svarim. But again, so whenever you have a, have this, a very useful Chavaz Chaim al-Torah, always have words to say over at the table, to have it at the Shabbos table. Chavaz Chaim al-Torah. I think it was put together by Talmidim. I don't think he, uh, he wrote it. Ha'adam mechuyiv l'tonim mechabal ha'chamor ha'masa al-chamoro. A person is mechuyiv to help out the bal ha'chamor um, with his donkey. D'chsev ha'kein takim imo. La'afuke if the owner left. V'chein line three, b'cholin yane ha'adam. It applies to everywhere in life. In mekadesh atzmo milamata, if a person helps out themselves, then a Kaddish Baruch Hu will help you out. Right? If a person says, God, I need your help. Doesn't do anything. Just sits on the bench waiting. Kaddish Baruch Hu is not going to help. If I'm schwitzing, trying to get my donkey, trying to get my animal, trying to get my atzmius to work better, Hashem's going to be make him tuck him with me. What is the person? What do we say at the end of the avening? Help me guard my mouth. We can't do it ourselves. It's so hard not to speak lashonara. It's so hard not to not to speak properly. If I try, Hashem will help me. But if a person throws it behind his back, they know some uma. Help me, please. He doesn't even try. He doesn't learn Shemir Salashan. doesn't focus. So what do we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for? We ask, we don't do anything. It's like, it's like the same animal. It's, it's up to you. What do we say? Source 8, line 8. We say, light up. Hashem, light up my eyes with Torah. Make Torah sweet. What do we say in Berchaz Torah also? Make it sweet to me. Make it sweet to me. Hashem, help me out with Torah. Make it sweet. I don't know about the Sefer the whole day. Hashem, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't enjoy learning. I, 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 I daven, I daven. Make it sweet. It's like you go to somebody and say, can I have a loan? 
The Mal, the Malva says, yeah, fine, you can have a loan. The Ubiqui says, I love it, love it, love the Beso. Right? And he says, I'll give you a loan. Just come to my house at 2 o'clock and I'll give it to you. And he doesn't come. Does it come? See, I'm supposed to give you a loan. You didn't. You didn't come. You asked me. I, I'm ready to give it to you. You got to do a little shtablus. You got to come a little bit. Wonderful. Sit there. I'll help you out. Open up. Right. Right. We have. We dive into Hashem. Help me out with my eyes. Help me out with my mouth. And then I go on the computer and I go in the, in the street and I. We have to try to do what we can ourselves. Then Akkadosh Baruch will help us. How came Takim Emo? Right, it's only Emo. Right, we do a little bit, Akkadosh Baruch will help us out. Akkadosh Baruch has promised us to that. We just got to do our parts. We got to do our parts. Continuing. Continuing a thought that many might be familiar with, but it's always good to mention. Always good to mention. Continuing in the Parsha, Perach of Gimel, Perach of Gimel. We'll start with Pasuk Dalit. Right, all the people who were allowed to marry and not marry are in the parsha. The mitzvah of marriage in this week's parsha. But Hashem will have a shir about that on Shabbos. Shabbos will be talking about uh, the Jewish approach in uh, in love and marriage. That'll be better from Shabbos the afternoon. So I, w- I had a Rabbi Yaakov, but I'm saving it. So to, to come Shabbos, says Hashem. So Rabbi Yaakov on the on the pasuk by marriage. If anybody's listening out there, so it's also a good one to say over. Okay. Anyway, so in this in the psukim of the list of people who were not allowed to marry. So the Pasuk says, we're not allowed to marry certain relatives. And, lo yavo mamzer, Pasuk gimo, lo, Pasuk dalid, lo yavo amoni o moavi bekal Hashem. Amon and Moav are not allowed in. Lo yavo, they're not allowed to come in, not only marry, they can't convert. Meo, Amon, and Moavites cannot convert. Obviously, the females we know, that was a discussion, and now we pass Amoni v'lo Amonis, Moavi v'lo Moavis, but the males cannot. Even 10th generation. 10th generation Amon Amoavs. Why did it say even? Because we're going to get to people that are different in a minute. So let's skip the reason for a second. So Amon Amoav are totally gone. But if you look at Pasuk Ches, Pasuk Ches, skipping a couple of Pesukim, Don't totally throw out the Edomite because, from Edom because he's your brother. Lo sisaev mitzri, and don't be mitzaev. Don't totally get rid of the mitzri, an Egyptian. Kiger hayisa barzo, because you were a stranger in their land, right? They were your hosts, and therefore them. A couple generations they're off limits, but then you can marry them. Meaning, if you have a a male and a female mitzri convert. So that's first generation. They marry each other. They have a child. Let's say they have a boy. That's a Mitzri boy, second generation. He can marry a Mitzri girl. Second generation. Maybe first, a big discussion. Then they have a child. Third generation Mitzri, they can marry you. They can marry you. It's a big discussion. Who, Which of the generations can... What if a, a second generation marries? A first generation is the kid. A first generation, second generation. Either way, that's the concept. After a couple of generations, a Mitzri is mutter. So the Pesukim themselves point out... What's the difference between Amon and Moav and a Mitzri? They were both pretty bad. But what does the Torah say about Mitzrayim? Why could, they, why could we marry them? Kiger hayisa varzo. We were a stranger in their land. What did Mitzrayim do to us? You know what they did to us? They took our babies and threw us in the, in the river. They took... They, they were terrible. We spoke about it in the daf. What was it? Yesterday. 
Paro, the Rambam says, were one of the people that Hashem said, I'm not letting you do tshuva. I'm hardening your heart as part of your punishment. It was terrible. And yet the Mitzrayim, they did a little for us. They gave them a, they gave us a, a place to live. Higer hayisavartso. That's what it says. And what about Amun and Moab? Why are they off limits? The psukim that we skipped. Back to Pasukei. Al davarash er lo kidmu eschem belechem of amayim baderach mateskum Mitzrayim. They didn't bring you bread and water when you left Egypt. And also they hired out Bilam to curse you. Okay. They didn't bring you out bread and water. They didn't even kill us. They didn't try to kill us. Not directly, at least. It says Rabbi Yeruchim in source number 10. Wow. What, what, Amun and Moab versus the Mitzrayim? What do you see from here? You see from here that what's important to be part of the Jewish people are Midas Tovos. That's the element. That's what's critical. That's what's crucial. The Mitzrayim did a little bit of chesed for us. It was totally overshadowed by the terrible wickedness that they did, but they did a little bit of chesed and that's not wiped out. After three generations, you see in their blood they have a little chesed. So eventually they can marry into the Jewish people. Amon and Moab, nothing. Nothing. Bread and water, basic chesed that they couldn't do, says they can never marry in. They can never marry in. Says the Rav Yeruchim in line 12. It's so wondrous, but it teaches us. We learn about the Mahus of Yisrael. We have to have a very high level to recognize this chesed. But that's what a Jew's about. A Jew's about the contrast. No Amon and Moab and Yes Mitzri. He doesn't quote it. But the Gemara Yavamis, the Gemara says there are three simanim of a Jew. What does the Gemara say? Rachmanim, Baishanim, Vigom Lechasadim. Rashi Tevis Chaver. Right? The Chasadim, Baishanim, Rachmanim. It doesn't say Shalosimanim, Behudi. Chachamim, Bikiim. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say we're so smart. That's not the Mahus of a Jew. The Mahus of a Jew is to be a mensch. The Mahus of a Jew is to be, have Midas Tovos. We mentioned months ago, Pachas Yisra, or Chaim Vital says that's where there's no mitzvah to have good midos, because that's a prerequisite to all other mitzvahs. We can't fulfill the Torah properly without midos tovos. When we daven for our children, on Rosh Hashanah, on any day, the first thing that comes to mind is not that I daven that my son knows shas. Well, not the first thing, maybe the couple down the line. Not the first thing. The first thing is that my son, my son, my daughter is a mesh. That's midos tovos. That's the first thing. Because that's the identity of a Jew. Have midas tovos, and that's what we daven for. That's what we have to work on, and that's what the Torah is trying to tell us here. That's the difference between Mitzri and Amon and Moab. Okay, sorry, it's a little out of order, but the following thought goes back in the earlier part of the parsha. I don't know why I just put it on the page in the wrong place. Source eleven is a thought from Rabbi Bernard Weinberger from the Shemana Tov in Chela Gimel. He goes to Medrash. There's a Medrash. I looked it up. Medrash on the Parsha of Shiluah Chakan, which again, one of the major mitzvahs in the Parsha, sending away the mother bird. Shiluah Chakan is a Medrash that seems to have nothing to do with Shiluah Chakan. The med- he quotes the Medrash verbatim. Isaba Medrash, beginning of source 11. Halacha. The halacha is as follows. Tino kanola keshuhu mahu, mahu What happens if a baby is born circumcised? What's the halacha? We know a few people in history that were born circumcised. 
Right, Moshe. Right, so what's not lacha with a baby that's born circumcised? What do you do about a bris mila? So what do you do? So the measure says, Kach shanu chachamim. Tinuk shanu ad mahot sarach lahatif menu dambris. You have to do a toughest dambris. You've got to cause a little bleeding. Is that a type of meal or not? Lumdus, not for now. But you have to do a toughest dambris. Mipnei briso shal avram avinu. Because part of the covenant of avram avinu, you've got to do a toughest dambris. Minayin atalamid minat Torah. How do you know? Shenemar himo yimo. The double washon. One is Milo, one is the Davos Dambris. You live basically Miklas Kaspacha. That's the Medrash. That's the Medrash. On the Pasuk of Ashiluch Hakan, how do you know if a baby is born circumcised? What do you do? Hatavas Dambris. Himo Yimo. Boom. Ashiluch Hakan, Bris Milo, Hatavas Dambris. Mahakesher. What we would call a Medrash Plia. Right, usually the Medrash Plia itself has two things connected. Here the Medrash is, just, is on the Pasuk of, of Kikari Khan Sipar. So the Kasha Lahavin. What's the connection between the two? The Yesh Lomar Bipshuto, line 5. Says the Shemanatov. Pashtus, I think, as follows. To call Inyanamila, Enomuvan, Lumosa Ola. The other nations of the world don't understand Brismila. They can't understand what we're doing. Like Turnus Rufus Arash, Esrabi Akiva. What is Esrabi Akiva? He says, if your God hates the foreskin, why didn't he create you without the foreskin? What, you got to take it off eight days later? He created a perfect body. He could have done that too. So they can't understand what we're doing. What's the point? What's the answer? What's the message of Mila? The purpose of Bris Mila is to teach us that we do it ourselves. That's the purpose. He doesn't quote it, but I gave you just on the left side, right next to the Shem is the Chinuch. The second chinuch, a mitzvah beis. Zeber chinuch says it's beferish. What's the purpose of mila? To teach us self-perfection. Last three lines of the chinuch. Ha'ashlama ha'ashlama ayyidei adam. Self-perfection by man. Velobara o shalimi beten. We're not per, uh, created perfect. Lur Mosey left to teach us. Kikasher ta'ashlam suras gufo al-yado. Kein biyado la'ashlam suras nafsho. That's the chinuch. Just like we physically could self-perfect ourselves, so too, spiritually, we could perfect ourselves. Says the... Shemanatov, that's the message of Brismila. Says that's why it was given to Avraham who did not have a Brismila yet, because Hashem wanted Avraham to be able to perfect himself. So says the Shemanatov, maybe that's the mitzvah of Shiluah Chakan as well. Why? What's Shiluah Hakan? One of the messages of Shiluah Hakan. Line 12. The Halo Yachola Kodesh Barachu was Salik Asaim Shalotir Blakichazabanim. Hashem could, could make the mother fly away. She doesn't see the, she doesn't see you take the eggs. You see that. But Hashem says, no, no, no. You do it. You do something. You do the mitzvah. Because the Kodesh Barachu doesn't want to do things himself. Same to what we discussed before. El Deratza Dafka Sheyavo Hashiluah Shalaim Dafka Ayde Haadam. That's hatafas dambris. You got to do something yourself. Not all coming from a kaddish baruch hu. Meitiv dambris himo yimo. That's the message of Rismila. and that's the message of shiluach hakana. Kaddish baruch hu doesn't let nature take its course. Kaddish baruch hu leaves room for man to make his imprint on his uh, life and all of the lives around him. That's. Shiluach Hakan and and Brismila. Okay, one final thought before we get to Amalek. Perach of Dalit Pasik 
Tess. It's a Pasuk that many of us, the Magan Avram quotes the Minog that some have to say at the end of davening every day. It's one of the Sheizachiris. One of the six Zohars in the Torah. Remember what Hashem did to Miriam. Pasuk Chavdal test. Zohar Eis Asher Asa Hashem Alkech Lemiriam Baderek Potesim Mimisraim. Remember what Hashem did to Miriam. Right, the other Zohars are pretty major. Remember Shabbos. Remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Remember Matan Torah. Remember some of the other Amalek. Right, there are a couple of major Zohars. Miriam was a pretty important event, but you know, it's somewhat intrigues and troubling. What exactly are we supposed to remember? And it's somewhat important to know because the Ramban says this is one of the 248 Mitzvah say. The Ramban counts remembering what happened to Miriam as a Mitzvah Asay Daraisa. Just like Tefillin, just like Shabbos. Shabbos is also low Sasseis, but the Ramban counts it. The Ramban, I gave you the Ramban on this Pasik, source 13. The Ramban says, Shehi Mitzvah Asay Mamish. The Ramban counts all the Zachars as mitzvahs. So we have some of them as mitzvahs. So what is it? So Pashtus. Pashtus, what does it mean? What's the mitzvah say? Not speaking Lashon Hara. That's the Pashtus, what Rav Mavarshim explained. Not speaking Lashon When Probably not now. Are we all getting a mitzvah right now of not speaking Lashon Hara? That's very easy. When we're sleeping, we also get a mitzvah. So probably it's not that easy. It's probably when we're in a situation of Lashon Hara and we control ourselves, so then we get the Mrs. Asai. That, that's probably what the, if you get it every, every, uh, every second. I, I, get a, I get a mitzvah now of eating uh, kosher. It's probably when you're in a situation and you don't do it, so then you get it. The, um, so that's one, to remember it very, Mr. Rabban says Mrs. Asai, to remember not to speak, not to speak Lashon Hara. Just to emphasize how important this is, Rav Schwab picks up on one word in the Pasuk. One word. One word in the Pasuk. In the um, previous Pasuk. Pasuk Ches. Let's read it for a second. Chav Ta'al Ches. Hishamar b'nega ha-tzaras. Be careful with tzaras. L'shmar ma'od v'la'asos k'chol ha-shei yiroscha ha-kwanim al-viyim. Be careful. Be very careful to do what the Kwanim tell you. Ka'ashert sivisid t'shru la'asos. Whatever they tell you to do. Be careful with tzaras. Meaning realize tzaras is a message from Hashem about Lashon Hara. And remember Miriam. Says the Rav Schwab. The Torah hardly ever says... How many times does the Torah say, be very careful? I think we mentioned, and I don't know if in a Parshish year, but the Shulchan Aruch says ma'od four or five places. Ma'od, ma'od, be careful. He says it by Rafu on Shabbos. He says it by Ribis. He says it by Shochad. It's like four, four, the Sma puts them all together. I think it's by Shochad, beginning of Choshim Mishpat. There are like four places where the, where the, the Shochan Aruch says, be, Ma'od, be very careful, by Arias. He also says it by Arias. Right, so Ma'od, very. very. How many times does the Torah say, be very careful? Here's one of them. Says of Shwam, and so has 13. If you look in the Rambam, it's very scary. The Rambam has a list of people who, Ein lahem chelech lo haba. Who are the people who don't get olam haba and that are just cut off? Me, look at line 10. Minim, api, karsim. People don't believe in certain parts of the Torah. Kofrim bat Torah. Kofrim b'tchiyasam They don't believe in tchiyasam esim. They don't believe Mashiach's going to come. Machtiye harabim. They cause other Jews to do averis. Parshin midarki atzibur. They separate from what everybody else is doing. They do averis biyad ramah. And then, line 15. Shofri damim. Murderers. Ubale lashon hara. They're on this list. Says Rosh Hashanah, where did Ramon get that from? 
Where did the Rambam get that from? It's pretty bad, Lashon Hara. But does it belong in the same jail cell as the rest of these, these wicked people? It comes from that word. That word, ma'od. He shomer ma'od. And it's a mitzvah say, says the Rambam. That's all one idea. That's the, we have to know, according to the Rambam, it's a mitzvah say. How often do you have to do that? Maybe once a day? Whenever we say it, if you have the mitzvah, minute of saying that. So we have to know what we're supposed to be thinking. Rav Kook, I saw, has a different shot. Rav Kook in his sitter on the, on the Sheh in Source 15, in Olot Araya, Rav Kook says maybe the message of this Zechira is not Lashon Hara, but it's to remember about Moshe Rabbeinu. Remember the message at the end of Baal Oscha. Miriam, Moshe's different. Moshe's pal pal daberbo. Moshe's got to be ready. Moshe's awake. Moshe's very different than any of the other Nevi'im. So says Rav Kook, maybe that's what we're supposed to remember, that Moshe Rabbeinu Right, me Moshe, right? Nobody was ever like Moshe. Right, me Moshe had Moshe, Lokamka Moshe, that's true, the Rambam. But, you know, he was still not like Moshe Rabbeinu. The Dover Zet Sarah Zechira says the, says Rav Kook, Bebdeshu Chome Betsurish El Torah Sashem and Itzchiyusa, Kivan Shashem Yisbar Gazar, Omer Shein Shum Navi Domalab Malato, it's impossible for a Navi to be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Two ideas, what we're supposed to be thinking about by that Zechira. Finally, one last thought. Related to Amalek. I was going to say one thought, and then I remembered we said it already for Parsha Zachar. I remembered I looked back at the notes, so I couldn't, at least now, the first year I can't repeat. We still don't say, we haven't done Kisei say yet. So, a different thought on Amalek that I thought I saw from Rav Asher Weiss, the Minchaz Asher. Source 15. So, the Rav Asher Weiss, there are two different Chazals about Amalek that Rashi quotes, one in Kisei and one in Bishalach the two places where Amalek comes up. So first, the point in Kiseitse, line two. Parshas Kiseitse Kasav. Shahayu kol ha'umos yireim lehilachim b'chem. All the umos, all the nations were scared to fight with you, right? We just had the ten makos, we had kriyas yamsuf, nobody else wanted to fight with us. Ubazev hischa v'her makom l'cherem. He came, he said, I don't care, no yirat shemayim, mashal ambati, rosachas, and he gives the mashal, there was a boiling hot, Hot tub, right? You have a you have a hot tub, and nobody wants to go in because they're going to get burned. Amalek says, "Don't worry." First, one guy says, "I'll jump in." First guy gets burned, but he cools it off for everybody afterwards. That was Amalek. He cooled off. That's what we spoke about then. He cooled off um, Bnei Yisrael in the eyes of all. That's one Chazal. And then there's the other Chazal, the end of Bishalach. What does Rashi quote? Line five. Samach Parshazula Mikrazer Lomar. Why is Parshas Bishal? Why is Amalek there? In the situated at the end of Bashalach, Lomar Tamid Ani Benechem Hashem is, teaches us based on the Smichas Absukim there. Hashem says, "I'm always there for you." And you wonder, where's Hashem? We complain. What happens after after Kriyas Yamsuf? We complain about water. We complain about this. We complain about that. I do so much for you. You complain. Okay, let's see. I'll let the wolves come and get you. Mashal Adam Shekibin Oktefel gives a mashal about a father who's going on a teal with his son. What do you do? They're in the forest. He puts his son on his shoulders. And Ben Ruach Abba, can I have that rock? Abba, can I have that candy? Abba, can I have that this? And then finally, they meet somebody. And then the son asks him, Have you seen my father? So the father looks up and says, Kid, you don't realize what I'm doing for you? He throws him down. Okay, now you take care of yourself. Kodesh Baruch who says, I give you the, I give you Kriyas Yamsuf and I give you this and I give you that, you don't, you don't realize what? 
Right? That's Tsaros. Harelon, let's put these two things together. Harelon, Shnei Mishalim, Nifloim, B'maisa Amalek. What are these two Mishalim illustrating? Ha'echad ba'la hamchish as rishas Amalek, Pishova Chataso. The one he says is emphasizing Amalek is terrible, Amalek is a tsara, Amalek is somebody who wants to destroy us. But what does the other one point out? The other one says, you know what happens when they're at Tsaris? What is a Jew? How does a Jew react when they're at Tsaris? A Jew reacts when they're at Tsaris by looking in. Hayesh Hashem Bekirbeinu. He says, that's the message of the two Chazals. One Chazal says, sometimes we go through terrible times. There are enemies that want to destroy us. And we have to, we have a halacha of self-defense. But the other Chazal says that the ultimate way a Jew reacts to Tsaris, things out of, the, of his or her control. Anything that happens to us, personally or nationally, that is out of our control, how do we react? Do we get angry? Do we get angry even if it's an enemy that's trying to kill us, like a Amalek? Or anybody that has the status of a Amalek? Like all the, everybody today who wants to kill the Jewish people. Right? They have the status of a Amalek. How do we react? We do everything we can. We do our ishtavos. But ultimately we say, what could we as a Jewish nation do better? That's the other Chazal and Bishalach. Hashem says, make sure you remember me. Even when there's trouble, when there's terrible nations, and it's very easy to say, we didn't do anything wrong, it's their fault. It's their fault. Obviously, some tragedies are so terrible, we don't understand it. Right? We never fault our... They say, he's not saying that we fault ourselves for the tragedies. Rahman al-Islam, Jews have been through many tragedies and nobody, none of us could say, nobody has the right to say that this tragedy happened because this and because that. That's not in our control. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's domain. So the, his point isn't that we are at fault, but still if it's a tsara, it's a wake-up call from Hashem, you know, improve in something. Self, you know, we have to look within ourselves. But not that it's because. That, that's just something to say, especially after the century that we just lived, lived through. But we are always motivated to internalize. And even quotes from a story. And well, this will finish. Story in Gitin Nun Ches, Tanur Rabbanan. went to a big city in Rome. There's a little boy in the jail. A handsome boy. He's a little kid. He's sitting there in jail. So Rabbi Shobek said, Who did this to you? He goes to the jail. Who, which, which terrible people put you in jail? Ana Osotinok. The child answered, I got to do better. Right? It must be, it must be something that I can improve in. What does Rabbi Shobek Hanani say? This man, this boy, is going to be somebody great. And who was that boy? Bishmal ben Elisha. Pamachas nechnazi lahachter ketores. Bishmal ben Elisha. How did he know? Was Rabbi Shmuel Hanani a navi? Says of Rosh Hashanah, no, because he saw his reaction to Tsaris. His reaction to Tsaris. Obviously, we could be angry and upset, but ultimately, our reaction to Tsaris has to be to look within ourselves and think how we could rework and improve our lives. And getting back to our first thought of the night, again, as we focus in Elul, in this last month of Tavshin Samachtes, and we think about the Jewish people, and we think about as many centuries, and many years, and many Elul throughout our history, there are a lot of unknowns. 
And there are a lot of people in the world that would like to wipe Israel, Rahman al-Islam, into the sea. And there are a lot of Rishayim out there. And we constantly need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's divine protection. But ultimately, the way we battle is in the base Medrash and the base HaKnesses. And the way we battle is the, within the Benadam HaMakam and Benadam HaChaveiro. That's what our El has to be. And that's what we learned from the two Chazals. says the Men Chazasher, one in, one in Parashat Kiseitzei and one in Bishalach. As Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us the strength to be able to improve and to do everything we have to do. And then... We won't have to focus on these chazals anymore because as the Navi says, the ultimate geula will totally overshadow, Gemara says at the end of the first parak in Brachas, the ultimate geula will totally overshadow any other geula in the past and that's all we're going to talk about. That's all we're going to talk about. Can you hear us?